Welcome back to BBO Live. Woo! Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Kim. This is Kia. And welcome to episode 14, y'all. Woo! Ooh. Yo, Kia, what you have been, what have you been up to? <sighs> I know these weeks, huh? What have I done? I know I did something. Dude, I know daylight savings got me all like fucked up timing wise. And now I'm in bed hell early. Dude, yes. Honestly, I was kind of wait, like waiting for daylight savings because like getting up in the morning was so hard. Yeah. So at least now it's like a little bit brighter, but then like it's dark by like four or five p.m. Where I work, I have to go up up a floor to pick something up and then go downstairs because I work downstairs. Yeah. And it's outside, but it was too scary because it was dark. But now with that it's light, I'm like, oh, I can park and just walk. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not scared of the dark. Hey. No. Yeah. So. But I'm, I'm excited for that. But looks like the same saying coldness and your girl is sick. So if my voice is a little funny, that's what it is, y'all. What have you been up to? I feel like I've been trying to be like I, I know I've been doing something, but I can't think of anything. Oh, what have I been up to? Um, I mean, I hung out with the fam for a bit this weekend. What else did I do? I've been shopping. I've been I'm going to Mexico in later this month, so I've been like, kind of like prepping for that. And I was like shopping around and like buy stuff. But I haven't been doing, like, a lot, a lot. Oh, it was Halloween weekend. I was like, I know something happened. Oh, yeah, it was Halloween weekend. I'm yeah, like, I know something is missing. Yeah, so I stayed true, y'all. Definitely my ha- I stayed with my devil costume. Um, that night was actually pretty fun. And I ran into um, one of my friends who actually turned out to be a fan, too. Shout out to Blair. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was like, did you do anything for Halloween? No, I help people get into their costumes. I love helping people get ready. It's one of my favorite oh, things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the girls went out from here, huh? Yeah. So, I got some people ready. I put some tattoos on those scars and yes. and shot ones and, like, scratches. You were, like, the behind the scenes, like, the makeup artist? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that part. Dude, yes. Oh, fun. Alright, so, yeah. so, speaking of what's been going on and what we've been up to, Kia, did you get a chance to catch the EMAs? I did not. Dude, me either. And I knew Becky G was hosting because she's been posting about it like all the time. But MTV hosted their International European Music Awards this past weekend, I want to say, um, up in Spain. But, dude, yeah, I'm so sad. I, I didn't know they were, like, they were like live streaming it too. Yeah, I didn't know. We have a direct TV. So I forgot to put it to record. And I was like, okay, maybe if I go to the channel, because sometimes you can catch past episodes, but I guess it's only if you record them and i was like oh sad day um we forgot to set it to record because i saw at first like i didn't have interest in it yeah same because me and my roommate were like what are emas what does the e stand for and i didn't know that it's not the first time they do the emas it was more like oh she hosted becky g hosted the emas and i was like i want to see her hosting skills but we weren't able to find it, so we just ended up watching YouTube clips of the performances. On. Yeah, same. I did the same thing too. I feel like you could you, you, you could never find like a full live stream of like an award show, mm-hmm. but I did want to also check out her hosting skills. But yeah, but what, what performances did you get to check out? I got to see Becky G's, of course. Yeah, her she performed three songs total, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, and she also came out again with Akon too, and did Como No. That's the third one, right? Cause she, and, and the other one, she only did Steam Pijama, and she did her 24-7, right? Yeah, yeah. So three total. Oh, no, mentiras. Also, in that little junk, in that little junk, in that little chunk she did. Oh, um, the one with Bad Bunny. Yeah, yeah you're right, you're right. So four. Okay, yeah. But as a host, four songs is still pretty, it's still a lot. I was like, okay, girl, I see you. I know. It was a lot of songs. 
but they didn't have a lot of performers. They didn't have a lot of people that went to the actual award to pick up and claim, or, claim their awards. Dude, yeah. I saw that the winners were kind of, like, all over the place, too, so I didn't think a lot of them would show up. Mm-hmm. But then again, I feel like the EMAs are kind of, like... I mean, they, then again, there are the European Awards, so I don't know if the nominations... But the nominations are a lot more, like, US-based, or at least mixed, no? It's, it felt like that to me. Yeah, just based off who they announced. Yeah. So, interesting that they chose, or they choose Europe for the location if it's international. That's true. Be- but it's called EMA, European. Yeah. I think I want to say this is the fourth one, and this is the second one they've done in Spain. Um, but that's true. I wonder why it's, like, if it's international. Because even I, like, looked into... I want to check out who all the winners were. So I, like, looked into, like, a like a YouTube video. That, and that's how I kind of found out that it's the International European Music Awards. But they have categories for, like, all across the world, too. Which kind of threw me off. I was like, I was like oh, I was like, in Europe. But they kind of represent for everyone. I was like, oh, interesting. But, yeah. yeah. So, I also caught Dua Lipa. She performed uh, the song that we have on the list, so we'll get into later. But she was um, in all black, and all her artists were, or not artists, but backup dancers were all in yellow. They all looked like skinny bananas. That's all I could think of. Like, they just needed that little top part on their uh, head. Uh, dude, I know, when you, said, when you said that, I like saw the performance, and I was, like, I was like, I can never unsee this. I literally just see bananas. <laughs> Ah uh, yeah, that's all I could think of. <laughs> Go YouTube it, y'all. Yo, you think of the minions? Yeah, so I was like, I don't. I was not impressed. People were saying that she like was one of the like top performers or like top um, performances of the night, and I was just like, I don't see it, girl. <laughs> I'm underwhelmed. <laughs> right, who else did you see, dude? Well, Rosalia, obviously, she performed. I mean, yeah, she's in her home country. I mean, it makes sense. The European Awards. This is where she actually. This is her time to shine. Those European Awards. Rosalia in Spain. One song. Oh, obviously, I have to see her. She also did what, like, two songs, two, three songs, maybe. I can't. I can't tell because I'm not a fan of her, so I don't know when her songs begin or end. Valid. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, I I don't like her music, so I was not there for the songs and then when it came to her actual performance i was trying to be nice and just like okay she went hard but there's something about the way that she goes hard that just super annoys me so i can't say that i enjoyed it but if you're a fan you probably thought she went hard i mean i didn't mind it like i like she just took more to her flamenco style which i kind of which i was, I was like, okay so you're just like saying in i guess in what you're the more music that's more spain based so i did like that but i think i'm not I don't really follow her on that level so i don't know where her songs ended and began yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's what I'm getting, guys. If you're her fan and you think that that's the modern flamingo, then cool. But I don't know about traditional stuff, but I know that she's not traditional, right? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know. I'm just like sitting there criticizing her. But I mean, she did a decent job. Smiley face. (laughs) (laughs) And then another performer I caught was uh, on the carpet. So you know how sometimes they have carpet performers? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sofia Reyes. Have you heard of her? Yeah, dude. People kind of compare her to like Belinda. She's kind of like a young, Mm. like a Mexican pop star. Oh, she's Mexican? Yeah. Okay. I I don't know nothing about the girl. Um, It was my first time seeing her. I caught her. um, I'm pretty sure I caught her on Becky Instagram she took a picture with her and oh. Rosalia I'm pretty sure those were the girls that were there and um, when I saw her performing I really liked her song she has a song se llama A Tu Manera with Jay Cortez oh I don't know they had a song together 
Yeah, you haven't heard the song? No. Okay, um, well, like I said, it's first time seeing this girl. And the song is really good. It's it was in Spanglish, so she uh, canta in English. Yeah. It's it's una canción así como bien club baddie anthem. Like <laughs> she's just like yo no sé cualquiera and yeah. I, I've definitely added to your pre-game playlist. <laughs> Getting ready playlist, hell yeah. Yes. Damn, sweet. No dude, yeah, but like I said, I had no idea that the uh, that the awards had categories for like all across the world like it like broke it down into like different like regions and like europe so like there was like a danish like polish portuguese like every like re- like region had their own even in, like israeli there was like five different like asian regions and then latino america was broken up into four different regions um which i thought was cool but like voting wise i was kind of like if it's the european awards you have to be in europe to vote for these you do not y'all <laughs> it's kind of just how like the v- like the vmas go you kind of just log on log on to their website and just vote for whoever I believe the local ones, like the different regions, are might, might be based on where you're located because those ones were a little harder to find information on. But I still thought it was cool that, that MTV did represent or did kind of show love to these different regions, even though, even though they don't have their own award shows. Um, but Latin America and Brazil do have an MTV-based award show, but everywhere else is not. But speaking of new-ish events to new things also happening... Emojis are dropping new ones? Or new emojis are dropping? Yeah, so Apple is dropping a whole bunch of emojis, 398 to be exact. They, they couldn't add two more to make it 400? Right? <laughs> no, just 398. That's all you get. Damn. Maybe like their um, deadline came up and they didn't, those didn't make the cut. Damn. <laughs> but there's supposed to be more gender neutral um, updates to the already existing emojis. And there will be... Of those, the people that are holding hands, there's going to be more for you to customize based on your race and gender. And for those gingers out there and those curly-haired people out there, don't worry. Y'all getting some representation in there. (laughs) Woo! Yes. So, you know, we love them gingers. Oh, yeah. That's very true. They pretty much have every other color of hair besides red. I never thought about that. They have yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Aloha. Even for the platinum blondes out there. (laughs) Um, oh, I guess yellow is blonde, huh? Never thought about that. <laughs> but yeah, there's gonna be more representation, and I don't know if there's gonna be more profession-based ones, but oh yeah, they always throw in like new ones. Who knows? Uh-huh. There's gonna be a whole bunch of ones. I haven't seen. I didn't look through all the lists or everything that they're releasing, but I'm hella excited for the food area ones. Those are my favorite. Yes. <laughs> I feel like every time, like I'm like tweeting or posting or texting something and I'm looking for a specific food item I'm like ¿Dónde estás? <laughs> Dude oh my god okay but with all these new emojis I, re- I already don't know where everything's located wise like I always tweet the exact or like post the exact same emojis y siempre I am like scrolling through all of them trying to find them mm. I wish there was like a search option you know what I was gonna say I think there is a search option I don't know how you use it but I was gonna say what would be cool is instead of having your most recent ones that they had a tab for favorites and you could yes. add them to a favorite Ooh, okay, pitch that. Apple, where you at? Apple, listen to the podcast. I watched the... They're already listening to us. Hey, hey. Add another favorite tab. <laughs> that would be good, for real. Dude, yeah. But they're also adding, like, I think, like, like handicap ones, like, like hearing impaired, blind... A bunch of different, like, um, disability-based ones, too, which was cool. And more animal ones. They're my favorite. I always go to the zoo, you know, and I'm trying to find that otter one. They're my favorite at the zoo. And we're finally getting an otter. I'm yes. so excited. Oh, my God, it's going to be so cute. So, anyways, more representation coming your way for those Apple users. Nice, dude. Nice. 
Oh, right. Okay. What else is going on? So, John Legend and Kelly Clarkson did a remake of Baby It's Cold Outside. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah, it's been all over the news. People have been talking talking about it. And honestly, I was trying to find the song because I thought it was out, but it's not. The okay. The song's not out. That was my next question. <laughs> but what I did find was a lot of people just talking shit about it. So a lot of people are not happy that they are going to be making this remake in the kind of like Me Too era where it's more consent-based mm-hmm. because the song is kind of like rapey quote-unquote in this era a lot of these older folk were just like it's supposed to be a flirty song it's supposed to be this supposed to be that just kind of like going based off like um again going back to that recent training that i had at work it just reminds me of like how tolerance used to be different and what was accepted back then was different and what was taken like i guess the context context is different than it would be now. I think that they're just mad and salty instead of validating <laughs> it and being like, okay, que no pasa nada. Like, no tiene nada malo yeah. that they remake one. Still same concept. And it's just a few little, like, lyric changes. No pasa nada. Yeah. Also, there's still 20 million versions of the old one y'all can clearly listen to. Like, it, you don't have to get behind this new one. Exactly. So I think people are just hating to hate. I'm excited to listen to it when it comes out because Kelly's voice is pretty dope on the song already. I she has it with somebody else already and john legend is going to be a good addition to the voice yes dude especially yeah now with all like we're going to the holiday season and all these christmas music coming out i definitely am excited for this one i thought it was out too so i was like oh i haven't heard it yet but good to know it's on its way nice i'm excited for it me too Sure. And on to some sad news. Y'all, we have lost a legend, Walter Mercado, RIP. Um, I didn't realize how like much of an influence he had on like a lot of people's like childhoods growing up. I feel like he was always I remember him being I think it was like Primer Impacto on Renivision. Mm-hmm. Like he always had his little like his horoscopes throughout like everything growing up. And it kind of also got me thinking into like how a lot of people are into like horoscopes now. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, I don't know if that like had like an influence too. Um, but I'll link an article kind of like kind of goes into so Walter Mercado actually started with his whole horoscopes horoscopes in 1970. So he's been in the game forever, and before that he was like a dancer and like actor y todo. Um, but what people kind of were saying was that like yes he was an icon in like terms of like astrology and all of that, but also him just kind of like going back and forth and like having like masculinity and feminine energy and like superstition, but also like a religious faith and how those all kind of like worked with him and no one really questioned it and how like. Even like even the abuelitas were super like into church and super like grabbing onto the rosarios would still listen to to like these horoscope horoscope thingies that were like not like with religion and he's like how he just like crossed so many different like boundaries and just touched so many people's hearts. Um, so definitely, especially with his like sending off messages of always like pero sobre todo con mucho mucho amor. I feel like he definitely touched a lot of people's hearts and it was definitely one of those sad things to see go. Yeah. I didn't feel sad even though I, well, he was a part of my childhood growing up as well. My mom was always like oh come come look like look at your horoscope and um, so I always remember that happening in my household. But I think it's true. I think all of these things ring true to people. I just I'm also like I don't know I, he was a part of my childhood but I didn't feel attached to him. So I think a lot of the times I don't like to overhype people after their death oh definitely. that's one yeah. thing that i don't like to do but i do um you know praise his that he was an icon i just like what i it makes me think of is like people are going to make money off of his image posted i really do see that coming I look out let's see if i'm correct but i really <laughs> just i can already see it oh i can see it too i feel you know i feel you're right man i'm sorry let's see I, hopefully at least his, his family gets some get some out of that money but all right so moving into what we have been listening to so we've kind of teased this whole charlie's angels thing for 
a while now, but the soundtrack for the New Charlie's Angel movie officially dropped, and the movie actually comes out on November 15th, but a song on there is from Ariana's Bad to You featuring Normani and Nicki Minaj. And then actually on this soundtrack, actually Ariana is on it a lot. She's actually on five out of the 11 songs, so I was like, okay, I see you. And then that whole soundtrack's actually really like pretty much just like women-based. It has like a bunch, it has like Anita's on it, Cash Doll, Kiana Lee's we've talked about, Donna Summer. So it's pretty much a really woman empowerment album. I mean, soundtrack for this woman empowerment movie, movie coming out. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. I thought the movie's already out because I keep forgetting when the date's out. And I was about to go watch it today. And I was like, wait, I'm recording today for the podcast. And then I saw on the agenda that it's not out until the 15th. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll wait. <laughs> Dude, I know I had to Google it too because I felt like it's been out forever. <laughs> I'm excited to go watch it. And as far as the song goes, I enjoyed this song a lot more than I did Don't Call Me Angel. And then hearing Nikki on a track again after, I think for me, she went downhill on my listens after she had all this beef with Cardi B. And it's not because like I picked a side or anything like that. It's more of like she put out that Queen album. It got some hype, but it wasn't enough songs that I liked to yeah. continue to listen to and then with the influx of new female rappers it has been amazing to have variety for ones so it kind of felt strange to hear her again on a like big hollywood soundtrack yeah. movie thing and i was just like i don't know i didn't even feel kind of like i didn't feel excited to hear her again she fit into the song okay it wasn't her rap or her verse wasn't out there or super good i don't know i I guess i just like feel underwhelmed by her now and i don't know if the feeling's gonna continue with this next album that she's working on so we'll see i don't know how you how you're feeling about Nicki minaj no i feel the same i feel like like her verse didn't stand out i feel like this could have been like a copy paste on like any other song that she's done same thing um but yeah like i like don't really like i feel like after the whole cardi beef and then she's had like just ongoing beef with a bunch of other people too like i'm like like, well, who, what are you trying to get at, girl? Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. I'm like, we shall see what other... Oh, yeah, he's, she's dropping an album, huh? Yeah. You're right. Okay, I'm sorry. We shall see. Okay, so then moving into kind of that sound pink vibe, but completely different. So Pink Sweats dropped a song called I Want to Be Yours featuring Crush. And Crush is actually a K-pop star. So I was like, okay, I see you, Pink Sweats, kind of getting a little diversity mix-up in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also is also having another album come out, too. Well, not an album, because his last two have been EPs. His first album's coming out, Pink planet which he has not dropped the date for it yet just yeah. in the works i'm so excited for his album i like i love the name i love that he has a pink vibe like Dude, i don't yes. know and it's like a it's like, it's like a quote-unquote millennial pink like that light pink <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's super cute i love it i i love it i love him he's been nothing with positive vibes even on my social media timeline and oh, follow him okay i'm at follow him on twitter yeah. he actually shared one of the uh, artists that we had on last playlist Oh, so I nice. thought that was pretty cool. But going back to the song, the I'm excited for the album because, like you said, he has the EPs out and the EPs were short. So it's kind of like, oh, quiero más, quiero más. Yes. So I'm excited for that. And then this song, the cake pop, the cake pop. <laughs> I want a cake pop. The cake, K-pop star crush, uh, he actually sang in English. Yeah. So I'm, like, it made me wonder if they had a version where he's singing in Korean. He does have his little Korean verses here and there. He, he goes back and forth on the track for sure. Did he? Yeah. I tried. I tried to listen for it, so maybe he blended in really well. Um, yeah, it was a love song. It was super cute. 
It's very catchy, too. It was catchy. Beat. I think it was more alternative R&B because it was more poppy. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. It was smooth. It was a smooth pop. <laughs> Super good vibes. All right. And then another track, uh, Tiana Taylor drop Morning featuring Kehlani. We have a lot of Kehlani on this playlist, so stick with us, y'all. Yeah. Um, but the song is actually really good. The video is what the first thing I saw, and it's freaking fire. Like, both of them are just in the video just looking bomb as hell. Tiana is just serving looks. She's actually inspired a future makeup look for this Christmas season, which I'm excited for. Um, but yeah, dude, the song is like I said, very just like sexual. You're just like ready for it. What do you think? So I didn't watch the video. I know you said it was fire. I saw clips of it because they put them on social media. Oh yeah. But I've actually been really turned off by Kehlani. So like I said, we do feature a lot of her on the playlist, Pero Por Accidente, because she's featured in like a lot of songs. She's, none of them are her songs. They're yeah. all features. Some of them are hit and miss because I don't know if right now it's Prego Un Sabor Amargo de ella. Just, it happened after the YG thing that I realized me empezó a caer mal and then like I was telling you earlier I was like with the whole YG him cheating scandal and then him saying that it was because he was blacked out and like kind of like almost saying that it wasn't his actions and he couldn't control them and like it was just kind of like how men are trash and yeah. they could like they like to control the narrative or pick, they, and, pick and choose when they want to use choose, it but if it was a female they would have been like she would have been already devoured oh yeah she would have been canceled a long ass time ago yeah so I don't know this entonces it's kind of like he put out that statement saying que my intention wasn't to hurt Kehlani no sé qué tanto and she hasn't spoken out on the matter um, which just kind of like goes back to when everybody was giving her shit for dating him in the first place yeah I think that's when I got like El Sabor Amargo it doesn't have to do anything with her music but it's just kind of like and I'm trying not to give in to the whole cancel culture I'm trying to like be able to uh, make my own decisions and uh, my own opinions when it comes to music based on um, half like the actual art of the music and content and the other is more of like the person so then what happens for me is like with her who she chooses to date is her business so it has nothing to do with her music so I'm listening to the music on the playlist and I'm like having a more critical ear of like okay I really like this one this one wasn't too much and then the other side of it is like I don't have to then enjoy you on my social media so as a person I haven't really been enjoying her stuff what she's been promoing all this to say I haven't seen the video and if I were to watch it I would be watching it with a more like biased mentality of like ugh like ahorita te traigo bien como like in a more like annoyed version of me so I don't enjoy your your stuff right now I can't no te puedo ni ver I think it's that like no te puedo ni ver right now no, um, dude, it's valid. <laughs> I swear, I thought they broke up. I thought her and YG broke up. I don't know why. I don't know. They haven't put... They, they just started dating, girl. They just made this, like... Um, they just went public during Fashion Week. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's only been a little bit. You're right, you're right. <laughs> I don't know, but who knows? I think that's what it is. So, I just wanted to give everybody a heads up. They, I might be a little more biased when I'm just, <laughs> like, critiquing all the, her songs. As far as the song, the actual song goes, I feel like the beat was very sad actual just from the get-go yeah and then the song itself and the lyrics are very explicit um usually it's my kind of music this time around like i said i don't know i felt short and and i don't know why well i do know why but it felt <laughs> short so not, not one of my favorites but it is a good song 
Yeah. All right. So then moving in to Nikki Jam wind up featuring Anuel. I mean, Nikki Jam actually dropped a new album. Uh, it's called Intimo. And then with that, he dropped along um, a little like 10 minute movie on Apple Music called Behind Nikki Jam's Intimo. So just like a little behind the scenes going into his like his life and what he's been through. And for those who don't know, Nikki Jam was like has been in the game for 25 years. He was popping up with like Daddy Yankee was going off back in the day or like with like gasolina they were kind of both in the same game Nikki Jam kind of went into like drugs and alcoholism and ended up in jail so he kind of had a downfall um and went out of the game for a while and then came back up recently in the past couple of years so he's definitely used that dark era and kind of kind of highlighted that with this whole movie and like this whole album is pretty much just like coming back and like his like just being really intimate with his fans and with his fan base and everything he's been through um, and he kind of says in this in the little clip just that music is his psychology and this album was his psychologist through it all and kind of just goes into the reason why he felt he felt he felt into that pit or into that dark era was that like um, you know, we're in an era where legends are like can't just aren't just legends you have to keep working or you lose your legacy so I don't know if he was getting out like he felt like he was getting burnt out um, which is why he kind of fell into drugs and alcoholism and all that stuff um, but definitely just kind of like having his like downfall and coming back up he's, he's using that opportunity to kind of like shine a light to all these new artists coming up being like hey like I've been through it like y'all don't have to go through this again kind of type of thing but going back to the song itself wind up i liked it i'm always skeptical and annoyed just because of the person that he is in general but the song itself has a good has a nice beat and just like a definitely like a nikki jam classic vibe for sure did you end up watching the documentary or was more of like research the, uh, the, yeah the documentary it was not a documentary it's like, a, like the yeah the behind the scenes it's like 10 minutes on apple music but i know he also has a series through netflix and telemundo that's, it hasn't dropped on in the U.S. yet, on, the, on Netflix yet, but um, I think it's going to drop pretty soon. But yeah, I just know a lot of his backstory because he just talks about it all the time. He's very open about him like, just like being in the pit that he was and kind of coming back with like Colombia was a big, like the country was a big motivation for him to come back into the game. But definitely highlights his like dark era and how new artists don't need to go into that spiral or like just to stay away from it pretty much. I don't know. Well, I'm confused. It's... What made him spiral that he's telling are the artists not to do so they don't spiral? I don't know if he actually has like a don't do this or don't do that. But pretty much it's just like he felt like at some point in his fame that he had to just kind of keep going and keep going and keep going. And that, I guess like comparing himself to other people. Because him and Daddy Yankee were started off almost together pretty much. Mm -hmm. And Daddy Yankee con gasolina exploded and went off on his own. And I don't know if Nicki Jam kind of felt like he was in the shadows of him mm. and trying to kind of always like keep up in that aspect maybe and instead of like focusing on yourself and focusing on like what music works for you and kind of that aspect instead of listening to what other people say is what, I'm, is what I think he's trying to get at okay but yes anyway so he's, so he's been saying that this uh, this album Intimo is definitely kind of like a new a new awakening for him in terms yeah. of him just like coming back being like a new person being clean of everything that he was and I didn't realize he was even working on an album let alone because his last his tour when he went to see him in Seattle was also named Intimo so okay. I was like oh so the fact that he like had a whole like spiel to it before and then now dropped the album but it does have a different vibe to it it's definitely a lot more chill than like his like old reggaeton he hasn't dropped an album in a long time right he hasn't dropped what's his like I want to say 2017 Phoenix was a was his like comeback to the scene okay Phoenix. okay all right all right I, I mean, I've always liked Nicki Jam, and, but the song Wind Up was a fun song. It's definitely an add to your pregame song. He talks about going on vacation to Punta Cana, which is very like summer vibes. So the song is very summer vibes to me. Mm -hmm. I wish he would have dropped it during summer. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. It's a very, it gives you tropical vibes. It makes you want to be in Punta Cana, 
under a palm tree by the beach con una bebida bien fría <laughs> en tu mano. So it's definitely a good song. Right, so moving into Kia, who you got? So next we have Van Jess with Cool Off the Rain featuring Ari Lennox. Yeah, it's Ari. Yeah, they came up on my new music, so I'm not sure who Van Jess is. Ari Lennox was on it, so I had to give it a listen. Overall, I thought it was a good song. It reminded me of another song, The Beat. I can't remember. I can't figure out which song, but it just had one of those, like, you've already heard beats. So I think that's why it was easy on the ear. Other than that, I didn't really connect with the lyrics. I personally thought they were kind of toxic. Pero pues, cada uno con su cuento, so... Yeah, the song itself, like, it didn't really stand out to me when we were, like, when I put it on the playlist. Um, but I looked into the artists because Van Jess looked interesting, and they're actually a sister duo, and just, they kind of remind me of, like, a grown-up, like, Chloe and Hallie, just sister-wise, and that they're in the same kind of genre. The song itself just was kind of just there for me. Alright, so moving into Frank Ocean, y'all dropped another song called In My Room. I honestly didn't even realize it was Frank Ocean until I, like, looked at it, like, halfway through the song. I was like, okay, Frank, I see you, I see you. What? How did you not? I don't know. It was just like, I think last week, last episode we kind of got into like how he's more of like a, at least for me, I think of him more of like a somber, you have to be in like the right state of mind to listen to Frank. Um, so when I heard this one, it was like kind of more of like an upbeat, like a different tone than what I'm used to, at least from, from his stuff. That's how I was like, oh, like Frank Ocean? Well, okay. But I had a feeling that's why she wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely upbeat. So give this one a listen anytime you don't have to be in no kind of mood <laughs> uh, moving into so alicia keys show me love the remix featuring savage 21 savage and miguel uh, we actually have featured the og song which is just alicia and miguel on episode 11 if y'all listen to that playlist for sure um with this new one savage kind of kicks it off in the beginning um and then you're the one that said that he has a, definitely a softer side to him yeah, he definitely has a soft side on this verse. He's not aggressive, and he's not so explicit. Like, oh, wait, what was he? Was it, we just you just talked about him recently too. Yeah, cause last uh, episode he was also on it. Last episode, last um, the last playlist oh, we had triggered to trigger remix. There you go. And he was so explicit. So on this one, it's that masculine. And I lol it on his line. He's like. I go through so much in the street. I just want to come home to a meal and a hug. Exactly. Like, like, oh. like okay. he was definitely giving me um, vibes when he was with Amber Rose, and he was just um, thugs have feelings too. I don't know what he had he had said or he posted that one video. Dude, I completely forgot about his whole like immigration scandal oh, and yeah. like about into, like I was like on my drive here and I was like I was like oh my god that was him. Yeah. <sighs> And it also reminded me of an interview he did. Uh, he did an interview where he talked about just his life and background. And um, he gets into it a lot where he just says that they have feelings too, you know, thugs and all this crap. <laughs> but <laughs> somebody was mentioned, he has a two on his forehead and somebody was saying something about his cross on his forehead. And he's just like, it's a knife. And he became a meme for the longest time. They were making fun of him because he's just so funny when he delivers things, when he's being serious and when he's being, like, in his feelings. Yeah. So when I see Savage um, on just his more calmado, more like how he says, I just want to come home <laughs> to a meal and a hug, um, I can't help but get giddy in a good way. It's not like I'm making fun of him. It's more of like... 
Um, it makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next up, Miguel dropped Funeral. Kia, what'd you think? This song, I enjoyed right away. It reminded me, the beat reminded me of a song from The weekend from his previous album that he dropped. Starboy, I believe that's the album. I can see it. The one before he talks about Selena Gomez. But... <laughs> I, 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 I forgot about that relationship, OMG. <laughs> Out here with the throwbacks. Okay, um, but it's more like that dramatic beat. It has a very dramatic, I, I, I want to almost even call it sinister, loud, just beat. And this song, I was trying to put my finger on it of how I want to describe it without putting necessarily other people's thoughts. Because I like to do my like research as well to see what other critics are saying about the music. Yeah. But more of like, I wanted to put my finger on it. Like, I almost wanted, like, it is a darker side to uh, Miguel, which he's expressed that he's exploring. But to me, it was more of like an aggressive, like... He's saying, I, the song is called Funeral. And when I saw it, I was like, Funeral? Like, what is this song going to be about? And like I said, we get into these, like, sinister, like, dramatic, loud beats, which are really good. And then his lyric is saying, like, called this girl's parents because I just laid her. And I know he's talking about sex. I know he's literally talking about, like, I did her so good. But, like, <laughs> it's like, why are you, like, why are you, Funeral? Are you kidding me? He's talking about death and sex at the same time. I don't know, Kim. <laughs> How'd you feel? No, same. I'm really, I mean, I love Miguel, so obviously, like, hearing, like seeing the drop, I was like, I was like, okay, excited, but, like, I heard it, and I was like, I don't know how I feel, because, like, it was definitely darker, definitely, like, a turn. I mean, Miguel's always been very explicit, but I feel like this was just, like, a different explicity, that's not a word, but, like, a different, like, side of him. Yeah. But he is, the, like you said, he, he, he did explore, explain that he was exploring that side of it, and he's dropping an EP with more of a dark side to it. So, I don't know. I want to see what else he, he has up his sleeve. I'm kind of scared. You know what it is? His Tyler, the creator, came out. That's what it is to me. Hey, I mean, Tyler it, has a very dark, sinister, like, men, like mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, we shall see. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's what came, well, that's what jumped out to me. There we go. Bueno, pues, muchachos, vamos a movernos to algo nuevo. All right. So, this guy, actually, so, another song is called, um, the artist is... Omar Apollo, Omar Apollo, and song called Frio. For some reason, the uh, the Spotify Viva Latino playlist like highlighted him this week, and I was like, "Who is this kid? I've never heard of him." Um, the song Frio, I really like the beat to it. The lyrics were just kind of there, like I didn't like didn't really like pay attention. There's no music video for it either, but I was more curious as to who this kid was. Um, and apparently, he's more he's been in the like English more of, like a pop like indie scene for a while, so he does have a following. Um, but is he's a uh, first generation like Mexican American, so he's born here. So he has so he, the song I believe is his one of his first like singles, like fully Spanish singles. Um, but I really like the beat on it. The, the his lyrics are just kind of there. So I want to see what else this kid has. I haven't really explored him, but we shall see. I don't know. I know you weren't. This is what, was not one of your favorites. No, I didn't like the lyrics. Like, why is she calling your parents? What's with people and people's parents this time around? I'm just like, leave the parents out of it. Uh, they want to make sure that they're on the same page? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Pero no me gusta esa parte donde dice que ella nomás le está hablando a sus papás. And I was like, dude, stop. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering why Spotify chose to spotlight this kid. 
I was like, oh, interesting. So moving into, I guess, just newer generations of stuff. Um, so Lunai dropped his um, al- debut album, Epico, a few weeks back. Um, and the song I'm putting on the playlist this week is called Mi Favorita featuring Wisine Yandel. Um, so Lunai, he's is one of the newer generations. This kid's literally 19. Um, and obviously con Soltera and Soltera remix Pego and kind of exploded onto the scene. But the album, the album for me itself was kind of, he does give me very Justin Bieber vibes when he was kind of first starting off. So like the album itself is very, all, it all kind of sounds the same. Like nothing really stood out to me. This one stood out a little bit more just because it has a Wisini and then on it. But for you know kind of being 19 a lot of people kind of compare him to when maluma was coming up um so in like recent interviews they're like oh like 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 they compare you a lot with maluma and apparently there's this beef going on with like anuel um maluma and a little bit when he kind of got into it but pretty much there's a, a remix of a song from bryant myers coming out where anuel drops the line uh nunca flow maluma siempre real g i'm not sure what the, the other context is but in an interview when um they were asking luna they're like oh Oh, like, they, like they could pay you a lot with Maluma like, and, like just, you're just being young and kind of having all this success they're like oh yeah pero siempre real G so but, so even Luna is like don't compare me to him pretty much who the heck is G I don't know super I don't know I don't know who, like who's the siempre real G or like a real gangster I'm, I'm guessing what did Bad Bunny say Bad Bunny just kind of like he just tweeted like the the uh, in quotation was like oh the, the same thing the quote the nunca flow Maluma siempre real G I think I don't know if that was just like appreciation to the line or just something I don't know the clip came from like Anuel was like kind of like previewing the song on like on Instagram I don't think the song has come out it's a Brian Myers remix um but i was like unnecessary beef but i'm like luna i'm, I'm like you're 19 bro like maluma también had this engineer like he started off and like is a global phenomenon like way like okay. bad bunny has music with maluma right yes that's what i was trying to think on my way here i was like i was like i swear they have a song together they do and not only that but maluma's not the same kind of music as this guy i don't know i think like i, I get the comparison like i get it like they're both like young and just kind of like the same track record but i mean i'm like i'm like you don't have to diss them ¿Quién te crees? Luna, 19 year old uh, <laughs> well, I don't know who Luna is, and based off of these noticias, not that I'm like a super Maluma fan, I just don't like Anuel, and if Anuel said this, then I'm team Maluma. And <laughs> valid, valid. Yeah, 100%. And other than that, this song, literally, I said, sounds like the rest, didn't stand out, and I honestly thought it was a Weezing and Yandel copy and paste song. I didn't even think it was a Luna. I don't know who the fuck Luna is. He's the Soltera guy. Well, yeah, but I didn't, when I associate Soltera, I don't associate with Luna, I associate with Bad Bunny and J Balvin. Daddy Yankee. Whoever the fuck. See what I mean? <laughs> you see? You're right. That, you're right. I just made my own point. <laughs> okay, you're right. Next. <laughs> and, like, not only that, like, now that I think about it, the fact that I'm missing, mixing up all these artists within all these songs only goes to show that everybody is copy and pasting and they all sound the same. Like, That's I true. can't even tell the difference no more. No, yeah. When we've, we've said how, like, the Primacy Urbano scene is getting super saturated and everyone's kind of sounding the same. Um, especially with all these like new kids coming up too, but oh, I don't know. I'm like, I mean, granted, I am a huge fan of the of, of the genre, so I mainly what I listen to, so I kind of have more of like a who is who compared to like maybe just a little bit of you. Um, but oh, well, right. I'm not a fan. Well, from one thing you're not a fan of to another. Oh my gosh, I was not a fan of this either. <laughs> Said day, I really like Fade. So uh, the song is called Fresquerias. It's Fade, Maluma, and Sky is the producer, but he's also on the track list for some reason. Um, but yeah, why did you not like it, Kim? Um, it wasn't one of my favorites because I don't remember all the lyrics, but I'm pretty sure I didn't. I, okay, 
I don't remember all the lyrics, but I do remember is Maluma saying the word culo, and I was like, ew, I just didn't like it. And then number two, he kept fucking saying frequerias, and I'm like, bitch, who the fuck do you think you are? That is not a word. I tried to Google it. I was like, what is frequerias? And if the internet can't tell me what it means, not even people have been able to go, go on Urban Dictionary and create a fucking definition for it. And if you were trying to take the word freaky, like from English, and turn it into frequerias, like... No, no, it didn't work. Stop trying to make it happen. It's not going to happen. So I feel like mean girls right now, but <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Frequerias? What the heck? Okay, trust me. So, so the, song, so the, the song reads like fresh querias, but it is frequerias. But I didn't realize it was even like a word, like a word until I like, looked at the lyrics. I think I, I, think I had the, the video playing and like they had like the closed captioning on it. And I was like, the fuck? Same thing. I was like, I, I am a Fade, a Fade fan, so I do like his beats. And like, it's just like a good, like, like a chill urbano vibe to him. Um, but same thing. I was like, I was like, I was like, why are you trying to invent this word? Fetch is not going to happen. So stop trying to make it happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, the beat was whatever. But like I said, all these beats sound the same. All these people sound the yeah. same. Like, where is the standout? Where is the standout? And the standout is... You're supposed to make quotable lyrics, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're putting out all this shit that sounds the same, at least put out a, a something that's going to be quotable. Yeah. And, like, if people are going to start quoting frequerias, like, really? Come on. That's what you're giving your audience? Uh, that's my opinion. It's like, taki-taki. Like, I, they even admitted to that. Like, it doesn't yeah. mean anything. Sometimes we just make up words. And it's like, okay, at least taki-taki, like, reminded me of takis. But <laughs> frequerias, come on. Do better. Uh-huh. Maluma, I'm still on your team, but come on. I know. Fade is nominated for Nurbano for Latin Grammy, so I don't know if that's going to do anything. <laughs> Fake idiots. I hope they don't perform that one. LOL. I don't know. Okay. Uh, moving on. <laughs> so, uh, Setangana and Darel dropped, called, uh, dropped a song called Pronto Llegará. It actually samples um, Hector Lavo. I feel like a lot of salsa has been sampled in this, this season. Um, but El Día, de la, El Día de Mi Suerte by Hector Lavo y Willy Colón. Um, I really like the song. I'm also a big fan of Setangana. He's just like a character to me. Ever since the um, Booty song with Becky G. Like he's just like, he's just like something else. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, dude, so like I said, like, there's been a lot of like sampling and like salsa. Like how do you, do you think it's like getting overdone with all these like salsa samplings or just like bringing in that nostalgia of like all that stuff? Well, what I will say is props because at least you're thinking outside of the hat and you're not copy and pasting and instead you're doing what people usually do, which is sample old shit. Um that's popping like that old shit is popping it doesn't go anywhere and it reminds me of like when that one song sitting in the sky that's Oye mi canto? Oye mi canto, that song it reminds me of that kind of stuff or like mas maiz that oh, kind of stuff okay, I got you. where you're um sampling outside of your genre but still your genre like blending i think you get a good sound i think you get a, a sound that blends your culture perfectly because we're all raised already on some kind of salsa some kind of cumbia some some kind of merengue yeah. at home for you know cleaning and doing chores <laughs> so if you can blend it with your your streets and your hoe like and marry them together at least for me um you're doing something different and you're thinking outside of your box and your genre and yeah, it yeah. doesn't sound copy and paste and once I'm at the club, and if your lyrics suck ass, at least the beat's there. No, you're right. Especially with, like, you said, everyone's kind of, like, copy-pasting kind of the same. Like, 
Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like another sample, but you're right, it's different. It's like not everything else that's out. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Next, uh, I randomly found this artist on the new music playlists um, through Spotify, but it's Feli. Song is Heartstrings featuring Carlos Santana. Um, and then Santana just kind of goes hard on it. That's, what, I, that's why I clicked into the song, just because it had Carlos Santana on it. Because um, earlier, I want to say like a week or two ago, he was also on a song with Tyga and YG. And I was like, just because Tyga and YG, I mean, we got into YG earlier. So yeah, I, did, huh? I was like, I was like, so, so I didn't really want to give that much, but I'm glad that he's on another track. But this one, I actually really liked and was surprised that it just randomly came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, what'd you think? Uh, as far as this song, um, it was one of my instant favorites. And it w- and I was telling Kim, I was like, it was not even about the fact that Santana was on it. Because Santana is going to kill it on the guitar regardless. Yeah, like, no matter he just what. Is. So for me, it was more like an instant. Like when I heard it, the vibe was there. Since it was like an instant, like fall in love. I was like, con más ganas, pues hice mi research, ¿verdad? Entonces, when I was doing the research, um, there was a word that Santana used when he was in the studio with this guy, and the word was haunting. He kept saying the song was haunting, and I was like, there's no other way to describe the song. And you'll know once, like, you listen to the song, but that is the perfect, like, word to describe it. And then going back to, like, the studio and all that stuff, I guess Feli got, like, behind the scenes for the first time and recorded his own music video. He gave this video, like, a little 70s vibe, and it was just, um, it had some footage of him and Santana in, in the studio, like, working in, you know, so que tanto, pero Feli was, um, he said that working with Santana was one of the most powerful experiences, um, because... He felt like he was being treated as an equal and he was able to soak up so much knowledge from Santana. He said that, like, that's just something you don't get nowadays um, yeah, with dude. the politics. He had nothing but nice things to say about Santana. That's good, dude. That's good. Moving in to another... I was actually really excited for this collab. I dropped out of nowhere. But uh, Natalio Cano dropped a remix to Soy el Diablo featuring Bad Bunny. So it was a collaboration of, like, Corridos Verdes um, with Bad Bunny being trapped. And it was just, like, my two worlds combining. I was like, whoa. But one of my favorite lines from Bad Bunny on it was pretty much, he's like, um, Esto es para toda la raza de México. Uh, América es nuestra casa. Aunque pongan más alto el muro, como quiera se traspasa. So I was like, okay, Bad Bunny, I see you. Definitely giving a shout out to both Mexico and Puerto Rico. And then the song I want to say dropped right around his, um, the Mexican a part of his tour like his like that, that leg of the tour so the like, perfect for him to just like resonate with all those fans in mexico and just kind of like, giving a, a little bit more of like that touch to those concerts which i really appreciated also bias because bad money is amorcito so yes <laughs> yeah i really liked the song before he was on it i thought that he blended in good although here and there i could hear his rap coming out yeah and i was like oh get back in character um but i think corridos uh verdes were the perfect way for him if he was in a collab um with this genre to do it with um mm, 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 it just reminded me of Snoop Dogg saying that he's gonna drop a song with MS too. <laughs> I was yeah, like, alright. <laughs> I mean, if Bad Bunny did it, then I have full faith that anybody can do it. Yeah, you're right. Dude, yeah, dude. I'm excited. I, I know Snoop Dogg's also been a little on like iffy with shit that he said recently, but I want to see what he does with about that MS. Another drop, we have Sebastian Yatra, Nieho, and Dalmata with Mañana Night Glasses, parentheses 24-7. Um, I really like the song. So it kind of threw me back to Sebastian Yatra's Sutra 
um, that came out a while back that kind of put him on the map for um, in Urbano music um, with featuring El Dalmata. But I didn't realize that Ñejo El Dalmata were like an OG duo in, in reggaeton kind of like came out with like We Sin Yande, like um, oh God, I'm thinking of these other duos around the era, but y'all get the point. Um, the song it has a definitely like a, like a good little like vibe, like hey, I get it, like definitely listen to it at the club for sure. But yeah. I like I like Ñejo's name because it reminds me of Ñejo Flow. Is he the one that says Ñejo Flow? Do not know, actually. Oh, well, one of my students wrote that one time, and I was like, I found it hilarious. And ever since it got stuck with me, because I thought it was like a word he made up, oh. but it was this artist. And I was oh. like, oh, okay. And ever since, like, that's how I remember him. But um, this song, I really liked it. Sebastian Yatra, you always talk about him all the time and how he's ballady and this, this, and that. I was like, all I've heard from this fool is like all these, like, Songs que son reggaetoneras. He goes back and forth a lot. I feel like like we kind of talk about this off the air, but kind of like how we, society kind of has artists staying in a box. And I feel like sometimes like just like like sin querer, like I kind of do the same thing. I'm, I'm like oh like, you gotta start off in ballads like or, like kind of like spiraling to another direction. Um, but definitely feel like he goes back and forth. Yeah, Sebastian. I really like him. I don't want me caerían el way. And um, what I really liked about the song <laughs> was Dalmata. His part, his voice, <laughs> it's hilarious. I loved it. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure he's the one I'm thinking of. The one that, like, his voice, cuando tiene su parte y habla y tiene la voz diferente. Yeah, Okay, sure. I was like, es Dalmata. And, like, I talked last um, episode about just voices. There's some that you love right away, some that you don't. Yeah. This was one of those that I was just like, oh, my God. Like as soon as he co- goes on, I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? I really like his voice. I don't know if it's the same for other songs that he's on, but for this one, for sure, I really enjoy his part. Every time it goes on, it makes me happy. Nice. So singing in the same urbano, but more of a hardcore turn. Um, so Residente dropped a song called Pecador. Kia, what do you think? I know you're a huge Residente fan. I am. I'm definitely a Residente Calle 13 fan. I think he went off like always. <laughs> He did, and uh, he made me think, as usual, as expected. Obviously, this is not what I'm going to play pre-game playlist. This is not what I'm going to listen to at the club, but it's definitely conscious rap, and I'm a big fan of it, so solid. It's a solid song. Yeah, dude, definitely. I feel like I always have to pull up the lyrics whenever I listen to a Residente song, because I don't want to miss what he's saying, because he just drops so much knowledge. Uh, but I did really like the song. The video is also just like, I believe it's like a like a little girl. Like a, It kind of gives me like a... Annabelle vibes, like it's just like a girl in a church <laughs> rapping it. Um, but yes, he just goes off like always. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Next up, we have Rex Life Raj, I want to say. Um, the song is Your Way featuring Kaylani. Girl, what'd you think? I love, 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 love this song. And it gave me Daniel Caesar vibes. No toxic love here. <laughs> Todo bueno, quería ser. El señor quería ser loyal and. Le estaba diciendo, you know, enséñame tu way, a lo mejor tu way is better than my way. Dude, no, yeah. It was a super, like, a, just like a feel-good, like, romantic song. I was just, like, how, like, like hard-eyes the whole time I was, like, listening to it. I was, like, and it's just, like, a simple, like, little, like, just, like, a like guitar string, like, string that I was, like, like if I could play guitar, I'd want to learn how to play that one. Yeah. But, yeah, I really liked it. Me too. Next up, Dua Lipa uh, song dropped. It's called Don't Start Now. Oh, yeah. That's the one we were talking about on the EMAs. Oh, yeah. The Banana Minion the song. The Banana <laughs> Minion song. But, I mean, it was still good. It was a, a disco song. It was upbeat. It was how you said. 
Yeah, and you'll get into it. Very Snapchat filter. Yeah, dude. I feel like she's always on Snapchat filters. I think I, I first heard it, like, I want to say, like, on Halloween. She had, like, a like, it was, like a double filter or something like that. Um, And she was, like, in the background of it. But she's always on there. But, yeah. Dooley, but I really, like, I forgot I wish I liked her. The last album that she dropped, I really, I always, like, had it on, like, replay. But she always has, like, great, like, post-breakup, like, I'm better on my own songs. And this one's definitely one of those for sure. And other new drop. And just another disco song, I want to, I guess. Sam Smith dropped his own version of I Feel Love, originally by Donna Summer, I want to say. Yeah, so he covered it. This was his rendition, and I loved it. It was love at first listen. Yeah, dude, it threw me off because I'm used to, like I said, I'm, so I'm trying to, like, decompartmentalize. <laughs> This word was a mission, y'all. Decompartmentalize just artists in general, but I feel like with Sam Smith, it's just him just being more like a ballady, just like soft person kind of like not taking a turn, but doing more like upbeat stuff. I'm like shook in a way, but I'm trying not to be. So that's why I was a little like iffy on this song. But I want to see what he does next. Specifically, like how like how do you sleep? Also, was a little bit more upbeat for him. So I want to see. Mm-hmm. I think he has a great voice. Yes, dude, for sure. Super sad I did not see him live when he came, but maybe new album, new tour, and it'll be a fun upbeat one. You're right. With the little throwback crying one <laughs> yes okay y'all so going into our artist spotlight so my artist spotlight this week is Aaron Ray and their song is Changed featuring Kehlani like I said a lot of Kehlani stick with us but yeah so this artist he actually came out of the first season of the X Factor here in the US um, and then this song he's, he's an R&B artist and he kind of goes into all like an article that kind of goes into him and just this whole song with Kehlani too but he pretty much goes into saying that people just really want R&B and that soul feeling again he feels like I kind of thought about the episode of Grownish where they kind of highlight Drake and they're like I feel like everyone like wants to be in love but not be in love kind of like so he's so he like I see this new kind of wave of like everyone like being super into like R&B and just kind of wanting to get that feelings back and this song change definitely kind of gives those feelings those like craving the rainy morning anthems that um Aaron kind of brings also he this artist gives me a lot of like Bryson Tiller black kind of vibes so if y'all are into that definitely gonna like his album too his album's called Platinum Fire that actually dropped in March of 2018, so a little old, but this song just came up on my new music. I want to say because he dropped a single attached to it, but the song is definitely puts you in your feels. Just kind of about like being into someone and not knowing if they're into you. It really threw me back into like high school kid that would like have all the songs be like music videos. Like on my way home from the bus, just like wow, like no sake. Um, but yeah, I really like it. No, I like him too. Oh yeah, and then on this, there's also a song on the album that has there's a lot of saxophone in there. So key, I'm, I don't know if you're gonna explore this artist, but. Some saxophone in there for you. Yeah, I'll look up his album. For sure. All right, Kia, who's your spotlight this week? This week, it's D Smoke. Woo! El Ganador. We'll get into him and what we're watching, but I just thought it was perfect. I was like, oh, who should I put for my spotlight this week? And I just kept thinking and thinking, and I was like, I had just come like fresh from watching in the weekend the show, Rhythm and Flow, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna spotlight him because I think that he's a really good upcoming artist. Mm-hmm. And not only upcoming but he's been an artist for a long time so why not why not give him some shine so mr d smoke he like i said was the winner for rhythm and flow and he was previously a spanish and music teacher in englewood he's 33 years old he comes from a family of musicians his mother is a piano instructor instructor and a professional singer so she used to be like a backup singer for a lot of big artists back in the day Mm -hmm. 
and uh, do, 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 do. she couldn't go on tour because she had a family. So, boo. Oh, so terrible. I know. Pero pues. Mm. All her sons and her family are musicians. Yeah, carry on the legacy for sure. Yeah. And do, 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 do. el hermano is este sir. And we've actually put his music on this, the first um episode. Wait, for real? Yeah. I didn't know. Wow. Yeah. Small world. Yeah. The R&B singer. Um, and do, 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 do. he actually has before previously worked with Kendrick Lamar. And he has had like song credit for Genuine. And I am blanking on the other person. But it's not his first rodeo. Like I said, he comes from a family of um, musicians. His brother, David... Davion Harris actually won an American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers. So, como que todos in the background, whether it was backup singers or like writers or an actual like vocalist yourself, like they've they have their hand and it runs in their blood mm -hmm. to just be musicians. What I think is cool is that he was an educator or is an educator, and like to me, that's what spoke volumes because I'm an educator myself, and I just think it's really important that. Um, I highlight this part because he even said it himself. He's like, you know, I holding down this job and like being an educator, like gave me uh, another sense of inspiration for his music that he valued the, that kind of work. So I thought it was pretty dope. And he's a conscious rapper. So um, all of his verses are very like este intelectuales como el señor residente. I just wanted to like really highlight that he was a Spanish teacher, which is cool because he used that to his advantage and he puts verses, whole ass verses in Spanish. So he's pretty fire. The songs that I put on there is the Let Me Go and Lil Red. And he also has, he has a little EP, I want to call it, out so y'all can like look it up. He has music on Apple Music. I'm pretty sure it's on Spotify as well. But Moving on to what we're watching, so I can just keep going off of that <laughs> and, like, go more into, like, Rhythm and Flow. So, Rhythm and Flow was a release weekly. I don't know if y'all, for those que miraron the show, lo vieron weekly, or did you wait until it was all out and you binged it? Question mark, question mark. I actually just saw the first episode today, mm -hmm. and that's actually where I saw D Smoke, and I was like, I was like oh, this is the guy Kia was talking about. Oh I was like, my God. I've heard of him in the place, this, this kid's lit. But <laughs> um, I was like, okay, I see you. But definitely, I'm excited to get in more into the series, so please tell me about it. Yeah, so um, I was going to say spoiler, but I was like, no, fuck, fuck no. Like, it's already out. It's been all over social media, and it's a show you can binge. I think before it would have been, it would have been mindful if we were watching it weekly. Yeah. But as you all know, we didn't watch it weekly. <laughs> I personally, I don't think that I was going to watch the show to begin with, my, but my roommate was watching it. And when he's watching things, like here and there, I'll be like, okay, a ver que estás viendo. <laughs> and um, I was, I started, I caught it when they were doing their rap battles and the cypher, mm -hmm. that challenge. But let's see, before, let me rewind a little bit and just give everybody a little background. The, the show begins with auditions at a national level. So, entonces, después de eso, they, like, get to, like, 30 finalists and they all get flown out to L.A. Then they get cut to 16, then they get cut to 8, then they get, cut, like, cut to the final 6, and then finally the 4. And then on, when there it's 4, it's the final episode and we get a winner. So, it'll be to the top 4. Yeah, so it was a pretty, I think, I mean, it went by pretty fast, but they were an hour long without commercials. So, I mean, I mean, there's that. On Netflix, right? On Netflix. Yeah. And 
I mean, the breakdown of the challenges were group performances, battle rap, they recorded an original single, they produced a music video, and there's one where they get paired with a top charting artist and they remix one of their songs and perform it. The last challenge, they get paired with a producer and they're in charge of the whole production of the performance. Everywhere from the the lighting, the choreography, you know, the actual song, everything, everything. Like if you're putting on a concert, you know, or performance at a award show, mm-hmm. the same kind of like artistry. So I thought the quality of the challenges was actually pretty dope. For it being one of those contestant shows, they did a really good job. American Idol... And The Voice are corny ass shows that people love to watch. I'm guilty. (laughs) And I think a lot of people love the come up. They like to watch the behind the scenes. Kind of like watching people grow as an artist and all that stuff. The uncomfortable, like I think the, when people are uncomfortable, there's a lot of room for growth. And I think people love to watch that because it's not easy. We all know it's not easy and it takes guts to be up there. Mm -hmm. Um, What I appreciate about this is that it's targeted to this community because you don't see rappers going and auditioning for those shows. They're not going to make it. They're they're not catered for them. So I I didn't even think of that, dude. mm -hmm. That's very true. So I think it's really important that there is and that somebody finally came up with that space. For these folk and these kinds of artists um what i did notice was that a lot of these artists were already artists before like you have to be some kind of artist and already performing to go and make it good in one of these competitions in my opinion mm-hmm. you have to have la experiencia so entonces that's another thing to point out they were artists before getting on the show it's not like the show makes you an artist mm-hmm. so i think that's another thing to highlight um i didn't watch it beginning to end i watched the first episode with snoop dogg but i didn't watch it first so like i said i started watching when it was the rap battles and the only person i saw a rap battle was london and flawless and that's it and then um other than that me fui y luego regresé when they were doing the video challenge and I stayed and watched from there on. So <laughs> I got to a moment where it was like, what, like six of them or something like that or eight. And it was really cool to see how they took their song and put it into a visual. That was pretty cool. And then from there, I got to see when they did the remix with the artist. That was lots of fun um, for me to watch because Miguel and D Smoke did it together. And I was like, fuck yeah so it was a really good pairing and then Janae Echo did it with Flawless which was another good pairing and Flawless came in number two just FYI um Tiana Taylor did it with London B and that one was pretty good too Troy Man I'm I'm blanking on who Troy Man I think Troy Man was with um but anyways it was really good the show was good and now getting to more of like the top four the finalist which we added to the playlist was um D Smoke with Last Supper and that one was the producer was Soundwave who was actually the guy who did a lot of the music for Black Panther and you can hear it oh. and so when you listen oh. to Last Supper you can hear it so it's pretty cool I, I that's one thing that I love just we've been talking about this copy and paste mm. so when we talk about producers they're the ones that are doing the, the copy and paste at the end of the day because they're the ones putting the beat and so the beats the sound you're right, you're right. Dude, no, yeah, now that you say that, that that song was produced by the guy that did Black Panther, it definitely clicks. Like, like all these songs are, like, fire. Like, they're full-on production. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I've only seen the first episode of the show. 
Um, but definitely all these songs are like full ass productions. Like there already were artists. Like this they didn't use this just catapult them. It's like mm-hmm. they've been in the craft. This like this is their shit, dude. Mm-hmm. And just just highlights them even more, which is a lot better. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Flawless real talk. Um, I didn't end up putting the one from the finale. I thought it was a good song, but. That's not the song that I wanted to choose to highlight him mm-hmm. as an artist. Y'all can check it out for sure. Um, That one was called On My Way, I want to say. But this one is called Trouble. And this one was from the video challenge. And I thought it was a really good one. He put in a little bit of Spanish here and there. Yeah. I, I, I haven't seen the show. I thought mm-hmm. it was like a dig to D Smoke because of all the Spanish. I thought it was like on the oh, rap battle part. <laughs> Um, but he definitely gave me Hakeem from Empire vibes. Okay. I was like, okay, I see you. <laughs> That's good. Uh, but Flawless, I really, I liked Flawless. I thought he was a solid contester. I, I mean, I think that if he was going to take second place, he was a good one to take second place. Nice, dude. Nice. Mm-hmm. London B, she got third place, but I don't think she deserved third place, um, personally. So, I, I'm not... Just, I don't know how I felt about her the whole time. I think that she needs, she needed confidence. I don't know if it felt like a lot of the time she was trying to seek attention from everybody else or something like that. But, and she was kind of negative getting criticism from the people that she was working with. So she was one of those people, but she, she came around and she had a lot of fuck ups in a lot of her performances. I really think she lacked confidence. Do you felt that they might have kept her around because they wanted female representation in the final rounds? Yeah, I think that she is the whole package. She tiene la cara, tiene este coronco el cuerpo como lo, lo quieren los artistas, la verdad. Um, she has the style. She had the story of a mother. She she was a whole package that you could sell. And she has a good voice and a good flow. And so I think that even if she's not coming up with her own shit, like if she's not coming up with her own lyrics, a producer can, yeah, can easily go straight for her and make her a star. So I think that's why she was kept around. I really do. But her music is a little copy and paste. Even in this song, the, the one that I put on the with London on the track. He's he was a producer, which was kinda of funny because yeah. my name's London B. But this one's called Only One. There's a part where she says get it, get it or something like that. And it gave me a little bit of Beyonce vibe from another song. But it's like if you listen to it, you can tell a lot of her things are very like copy and paste mainstream. It doesn't feel original. It feels like she kind of pieces from other inspirations and not necessarily her own voice. I can see that. I feel like, yeah, like, like with the playlist, all the other artists, they just, like, they just sounded, like, full-grown artists. Like, I would have never guessed that they were from, like, a show. Mm-hmm. But with hers, I was like, okay, like, I, I mean, I, I see why, like, they definitely wanted that representation. And, like, she's easily, like, marketable. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of rap, like, rappers in general have ghostwriters that don't even write their own shit. Yeah. So it makes sense, but. Yeah, so... We'll see what she puts out because she's going to be putting shit out. And the last one, Mr. Troy Man. I really like Troy Man. If you, um, as you see the show, no sé por qué, pero él me cayó bien. Se me hacía algo leve. Era friendly. Um, and he went ham. He killed his performance. The last performance, Streetlight. He said he wanted to take it to the streets. And he took it to the streets. And I don't know why I forgot to put who the heck his producer was. I think it was something takey or something like that. Um, um, but oh my god, he was so he was on fire like this kid, and he took his loss so well. Which I like, there's not a lot of people that can take a loss very humbly, and this fool took it so humbly. I was like, yes, this is what we need, and so I hope that 
only good things come out of this show for him. Dude, honestly, I was also skeptical to watch the show just because it's like another like competition, like mm-hmm. musical show, like with all kind of co- co- uh, copy paste and like. Even with, like, the judging panel with it being, like, Cardi B, T.I., and, like, Chance, I was also like, okay, like, maybe with that mix it could be better. Mm-hmm. I think my roommate was watching an episode, but I didn't really catch a lot of it. But yeah. I, but now that I've, honestly, I heard the music before I even watched the show, and I was like, this music yeah. is, like, good. Yeah. Obviously, the quality of the rappers and everything has to be good, too. Yeah. So I'm excited. Now that I've started the first episode and kind of have a uh-huh. little bit more of that backstory, definitely want to go into it. So definitely, y'all, check it out if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. On Netflix, for sure. I'm glad you brought up the judges because this will be my last comment i will say um they were just add-ons they were not in the studio i would have loved to have seen them in the studio actually Mm. being interactive um a lot of their comments were trash chance rapper was one of the ones that actually had valuable criticism to give in my opinion cardi b estaba ahí como de exagerada but that's her character like that's who she is yeah and then T.I. just annoys the crap out of me. I don't like him. I don't like the persona. I, I don't like T.I. So, and he took charge over, like, the panel most of the time. He was kind of like the director. <laughs> I want to say this was Cardi B's show. I don't know whose it is. <laughs> I don't know. It, I mean, I'm sure all three of them have, like, production. Oh, you're right, you're right. All right, cool. Well, I'm still going to check it out. <laughs> no, yeah, finish the show. For sure. Alright, so something that I've been watching. So, on YouTube, Complex News put out this little documentary um, called Anu Medellin, and then in parentheses, how J Balvin and Medellin pushed the culture of um, reggaeton. On YouTube, it's like 20 minutes long, but it kind of goes into Medellin, Colombia, and then how kind of them becoming the capital of this new wave of like music and art, but mainly just how like, it, yes, we become like, like the force of like Urbano, but how Medellin is like in this turn of a lot of people used to associate just Colombia in general with all like the drugs and the narcos and all of that back in the day. And how now they're kind of putting that aside and looking at it as more of a cultural capital with all this music and art. And just Medellin just kind of having this new light to it, which is really exciting. Um, and then something that I actually discovered through this little um, documentary was that actually Panama was the one that kind of kicked off Spanish reggae. And then from there, Puerto Rico kicked off reggaeton. And then now Colombia has kind of been the one to put reggaeton, uh, not reggaeton, but kind of reggaeton urbano on the global map. So kind of just like the steps that all of like these like Latin American regions have kind of put into this giant genre that's kind of taken over. But definitely Colombia has been the one that kind of added that pop element that kind of made it a little bit more just like danceable, more like it's relatable to the global market. Um, and then I, was, I also kind of went into a little bit of like how in, we've talked about the whole like um, Latino movement and all of that but how before like in 2015 there was only three like Spanish Latino songs on the billboard charts and in 2018 it went up to 25 24 sorry um, so definitely uh, it's like 20 minutes super quick but definitely gives you more of a background into just Medellin and Colombia in general and it features artists of the genre too kind of J Balvin's in it, Karol G um, also nice a little bit in it too just kind of saying how much they appreciate Medellin and just the people of Colombia, just the passion that they have for the genre. They kind of became like this like fan base for reggaeton, even though reggaeton was coming out of Puerto Rico, becoming that fan base and like appreciating the genre and knowing where it came from, but still kind of giving it their own little twist. And just having that music and everything be something to just not distract, but definitely to put it on the map and erase that drug and bad side that they've had before, a connotation that they've had before. So, oh, I really liked it. It was cool. That's dope. I I do agree. My stereotype 
when um people say i want to visit colombia like for what like all there is there is drugs and cartels um and i think a lot of times you erase the arts and culture of it so that's really dope that they're been capable of taking back their country that's very true i mean like like our friend Ara, she's trying to do this whole, like, trip after, like, she's done with school and Colombia's on the itinerary. So I feel like before, I would have been like, yeah, same thing. Like, I don't know. But now I'm excited and I definitely want to go check out Medellin after this documentary. Yes. All right. And then before we wrap up this episode, I just want to give a quick shout out to one of our listeners, Kathy Gomez. Um, she actually started her own podcast called Concha Con Amigas. She messaged me and was like, hey, like, I love y'all. Like, y'all actually inspired me to start my own podcast. So shout out to you, Kathy. Definitely go check them out. Conchas Con Amigas. They should be on Spotify and Apple Music, I want to say, Apple Podcasts. Um, but yeah, and if y'all honestly have any messages or anything, feel free to hit us up. Like, always, social media at We Are BBO Live. Everything we talk about music-wise is on our playlists, available on Spotify and Apple Music. And then links can be on our social media as well. Um, but yes, Kia, anything else for this episode? Quick shout out to Peter, who also DM'd me and said he is an avid listener of our podcast and playlist. So shout out. I love the DMs. I love just kind of that thumbs up. So Yeah, I do definitely. Yeah, I mean we, we, Let's, let's have a shout-out segment every episode now. So if y'all <laughs> listen to us and want to give a shout-out, let us know, and we'll definitely shout y'all whatever y'all want. Yeah. Um, but, yes, definitely check us out. Follow us. Share our podcast. Let us know what y'all think, what you guys want to hear, what artists you want to listen to, who you've discovered, todo eso. Um, but, yeah, and we are actually going to take a little bit of a break. Like I said, I'm going to go to Mexico for around two weeks, so we'll be back in early December. But enjoy the holidays this break also huge early birthday shout out to my girl kia during our little break too (laughs) (laughs) my birthday month um but yes until next time y'all have a great week weekend whatever y'all listen to this stay warm yes and take your flu shots if y'all haven't (laughs) forget your (laughs) noise